Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday, February 16th. 2023. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. You're able to watch the show daily on YouTube as well. Press that subscribe button. Your support means the absolute world. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. It's that time of year with Duke basketball never stopping that we turn our attention to the class of 2024. The next recruiting class due up for John Shire. I want to talk about that with our good pal Jason Jordan, Locked On's number one recruiting insider, and he's here with us on the show once again today. Jason, I hope you're doing well, my friend. Thanks for taking some time again. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Doing well, man. Hope you are. I appreciate that. It's always fun to talk about Duke basketball recruiting. We always have a lot of names to talk about. So many players in the mix, so many great players over the years. And, of course, all of our recruiting conversations are brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. This is the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so as we talk about the future of Duke basketball, do want to give a plug to some of the other top recruits that Duke has had over the last decade, Jason. It is All-Star Week in the National Basketball Association. We're getting ready for the festivities, and there were three, three Duke Blue Devils who were named starters for this year's event with Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson, and Jason Tatum. No surprise there, huh? Yeah, no, none at all. Um, unfortunately, I, I hate that Zion can't play, man. I just, uh, man, that 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 sucks. But you know, I think the other two are pretty solid. I think they'll carry that uh, that Duke blue very well. I think that, I think both of them could be the uh, NBA All Star MVP. Either one of them, you <laughs> take your pick. Um, so yeah, they'll be well represented. That's uh, that's definitely big for. Um, Sure. Can't wait! Can't wait to see what that looks like. Uh, it was awesome. We we saw earlier this week, Coach K went back to his first game inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. But yeah. earlier this season, a few weeks back, he was seen in New York at a game between the Nets and the Knicks, and had a special moment courtside with Seth Curry and R.J. Barrett, Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's got so many guys all across the league. Yeah, man, I love to see that. I love to see him out, you know, enjoying himself, kind of relaxing. And you know, I, honestly, I don't like no shade to any coach because I know people are going to I don't like to see the coach at all the games the next year. Like, just, you know, <laughs> play it like K, man. Stay, yeah. Stay home, man. Go home. You know, let the other guy, you know, get, get you know, your shadow is kind of big. Your shadow's kind of big. So I like the way he's playing it. He's enjoying himself and, um, you know, living his best life, which is he's more than – 
more than earned. I truly didn't think we'd see him at all this season. I, I was surprised I when, when Tuesday night came. And um, yeah. there is, of course, the Mike Bray connection for that yeah. game and the eight years they spent together on staff. But yeah. right, that's a whole other thing. Let, let's talk 2024, the next class that John Shire really needs to put a lot of focus and emphasis with, because we've got uh, a couple of class, a couple of guys in 2023 that are going to be impact players. We know what that class now looks like. But turning our attention to 2024 right out of the gates, Jason. Only one commit right now in the class and Darren Harris. We'll get to him in particular in just a moment, but are you surprised at all that it's been a slower recruiting start for Shire? Uh, Somewhat. I mean, you know, you get a little spoiled in the first two, Uh, you know, when you go (laughs) back to back, (laughs) like back to back, like Drake for the number one class, (laughs) uh, you know, it can, you're going to slow down a little bit. I mean, but he's in contention for some heavyweights. And he could certainly make it a trifecta. Um, I think he's in contention uh, strong for, for an, another good group in the 2024 class. So I don't think um, I don't think he'll be down long or it won't be slow long. There are some players in this 2022 class that are currently freshmen right now that we yes. expect to be back for a few seasons yes. uh, in Durham playing for the Blue Devils. And so looking at the class and then looking yes. at – 2023's class in particular for a while because it was a slow start, Jason. I was kind of assuming, okay, this is not going to be the most impressive Duke class that they're going to go after in 2024. And then you look at the names that we're about to tell you about, and so many top guys are still including the Brotherhood on their finalist lists. So after all, it does seem like John Shire is going to have to go and and try and go after one of the top classes in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and and, it, and like I said, I've said this so many times. It just, it's in way at the end of the day, Duke is Duke. You know, so they they're always gonna have the um, the attention and the interest of you know top twenty five guys, hundred percent every year. Just forget about it. You know, it's it's gonna happen. So I'm closing them. It'll be different. I I had this conversation the other day about Duke's 2022 class and how, you know, maybe things aren't working the way and timing wise that the exit may not be the timing that we all thought for certain guys. So how is that going to affect 2024? And it looks like, you know, um, it looks like to your point, it's not really affecting it to any, it's more of a numbers game, I think. And, you know, how many are we going to take as opposed to um, having to replace multiple guys? So, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I already look at this year's starting backcourt with Proctor and Jeremy Roach and yeah. eligibility that they've got for next year. And yeah. then you factor in McCain and Caleb Foster coming in yeah. next season. The log jam that can be created. It's a good, oh, good yeah. problem to have. <laughs> and I'm already wanting to answer those questions <laughs> right now. We should probably wait and see how the tournament run ends up this season uh, for Duke. So talking about that 2024 class, though, so they do have one commit. Of course, it's from their uh, Paul the Sixth pipeline there with Darren Harris, the number 53 player in the composite rankings for the 2024 class there out of Fairfax, Virginia. Remind us a little bit about Darren Harris. Yeah, well, Marksman. Marksman, 6'4", 6'5", um, just adept at knocking down shots. He's going to stay – I could talk about the three-level scoring ability, but at the end of the day, uh, let me cut to the chase, he's going to stay on the court because of his ability to stretch the defense. And he does that very well, could potentially be the best – uh, three-point stroker in that 2024 class. Um, and so he fits the bill for Duke in that way for sure. But a worker, you know, I'm not saying that he's one-dimensional. He can get to the basket. Um, you know, he, he can score at all three levels. He's a playmaker and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, be clear, he's going to stay on the court because of his 
ability to stretch the defense and knock down shots from the perimeter and even the threat of him knocking that shots from the perimeter. But he's a system guy, um, runs things well, plays defense, plays with a high motor. Um, but offensively, he's um, he's definitely skilled. And he doesn't hug the free the three the college three point line either. He's got range on that jump shot. So we talk about the school he's coming from, right, Paul the Sixth, and the Duke connections that we've seen over the last few years with Jeremy Roach and then Trevor Keels, his one and done year from Duke, following uh, his career there at Paul the Sixth. There is a chance it I, less than two percent. I'm going to throw out there, Jason. There is a chance that Jeremy Roach and Darren Harris could play together because Roach would qualify for the COVID year of eligibility. And if he really wanted to cash in and go five years playing for Duke and be one of their all-time career games player and that sort of thing, he would have the chance to join a team with a a fellow high school alum from Paul VI. This pipeline, though, that they've got at this school, it seems to be working for John Shire with the commitments that he secured there recently. Yeah, Paul VI, number three team in the ESPN 25. So that ain't – you know, and that, that ain't no slouch. And then they come from the uh, the WCAC, which is other than the NIBC, which is by far in three levels of a million, by far the best high school conference in the world. But IMG, my verse, Sunrise, Lalamere, that ain't even fair. The WCAC is definitely a top three conference in America. So um, no slouches over there, Paul Six. That's a great pipeline to have definitely in Northern Virginia over there. I love that. All right, let's talk about a couple of other guys that hold scholarship offers in the class of 2024, and we'll do that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. It's an amazing time of year. We mentioned earlier that it is the all-star break. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time now for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Jason Jordan, Locked On's recruiting insider, talking all things 2024. Uh, we mentioned only one commit so far, but there are six other players that currently hold scholarship offers from Duke. Let's talk about two of the top three guys in the class uh, that currently hold scholarship offers from Duke. Dylan Harper, who has the Blue Devils as a finalist, along with Auburn, Indiana, Kansas, and Rutgers out of Don Brosco Pep Prep in uh, Ramsey, New Jersey, his hometown, and then Nas Cunningham, who's got the Blue Devils as a finalist as well. Duke, Rutgers, Kansas, Memphis, and UCLA. He's out of the Atlanta area. So two of these guys, top five players in the class, and they've got Duke as one of their final five schools. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge. Both players, um, elite, high-level guys, definitely worthy of their rankings. Dylan's a great combo guard extraordinaire, um, can fill it up, um, can definitely run the show, scores at all three levels, dynamic score. I mean, that may be the best combo in the class, potentially, uh, you know, depends on how you – depends on where you're putting him. 
I mean, he's definitely a top five prospect in the class, uh, excluding nobody, and maybe even in the country. Uh, you know, if you throw out classes, uh, yeah, not Cunningham. He opened with a big reputation. I mean, a lot of people had him the number one player in the class a year ago. Um, he's dropped a little bit, but still a dynamic score, six eight wing, can stretch the defense, score on all three levels. Over there at overtime elite, um, you know, playing with a lot of guys that are going to have pro careers in the NBA. So he's only getting better in that regard. So, and both of them um, definitely do very high for both of them. I mean, I mean, they made the final list, but you know how that goes. I mean, I think I would say that Duke is in the top tier of their lists um, for sure, from what I've been hearing consistently. That's what we love to hear. I, I want to put you on the spot. If there are, because these guys being top five players in the class, you're instantly going to assume yeah. it's just the conversation. These are likely one and done players. And then we'll right. turn to 2025, the Boozer twins, Cooper flag, the whole nine, and we'll turn it over. So with that in mind, and with these top five players for both Harper and Cunningham, have there been one and done Duke players in the last decade plus that their games are similar to? Um. That's really putting you on the spot. I know. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to do it to him. Uh, but Dylan, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to compare anybody to Kyrie. You know, Jay Williams. Let's look at Jay Williams. Dylan Harper's kind of like a Jay Williams mold. Um, just a dynamic scorer, a sniper, um, a guy who plays with a lot of energy. He's, I can't, you know, let be clear. I'm not saying he's Jay, because Jay Williams is one of the greatest guards in college basketball history. But Dylan Harper, very explosive, very explosive guard, um, can launch it from anywhere. He, I mean, he has an NBA game. He's like a guard, like an NBA game, has the ball on a, a thread, you know, can score from the mid-range. Um, and he can play make for his teammates. I mean, he's very, very aware, high IQ guy, um, adept at controlling tempo, great with pace. You know, you're not speeding him up. He's going to speed up when he's ready, and, and he's going by you. So so be clear on that. But I would say that's a decent comparison. Um, Nas, ooh, that's tough. Nas, hard to say. It's just a a part of me wants to say A.J. Griffin um, just because of his ability to stretch the defense. And um, sometimes he resorts to that a lot, kind of the way A.J. did. Um, So, you know, probably a little bit more athletic, even though people forget AJ was a super athlete too. Yeah. And always show it, but um, he was one of the more athletic players on the roster last year. Um, quiet as a skept. So I would say those are, those are solid comparisons. Those are solid comparisons. That's what we look for. Duke fans always want those comparisons. So I'm, I'm feeding <laughs> to them right now and I'm setting you right, up right, there. Right, so right. Uh, people uh, can let us know in the comments what they think as well. So uh, let's keep it moving. So Dylan Harper, Nas Cunningham, those are the two players with scholarship offers right now from Duke who have announced finalists in right. terms of a final five. Duke happens to be in both of their final fives, and we're already seeing 24-7 sports crystal ball projections for Harper in favor of Duke. So we'll see if Duke can officially get that one done. All right, the number one player in the country, according to the composite rankings from 247, is Trey Johnson out of Lake Highlands. In Dallas, Texas, what what do we need to know about Trey Johnson? I love Trey. I mean, probably the best scorer in the class. Um, great size, six four, six five. Stretches the defense. Can play both guard positions. But he's at his best when he's downhill, looking to score, knocking down shots from the NBA range consistently, uh, and plays with a lot of confidence. He thinks that the shot, he thinks that the ball is going every time he shoots it, and he's kind of looking at the rim like who moved it. 
if he doesn't make the shot, you know, but he plays with a lot of confidence. And I mean that in an amazingly great way. Um, so, you know, high level score competes um, on the defensive end as well. But um, a guy who's definitely going to be able to fill it up and a guy who I think will that'll translate. That'll be an instant translation into the college game. I expect him to put up a lot of points in his freshman year. Perfect. I love that. Trey Johnson, again, no finalists, but I mean, Duke smart. They gave him a scholarship offer and hopefully we can get some momentum in that direction. Uh, A couple of more here. Top 15 players. Number 10, Bryson Tucker out of IMG Academy, Bradenton, Florida. And then at number 13, Carter Bryant, no finalist announced, but he's uh, from Sage Hill, Newport Coast, California. What can you tell us about Carter Bryant and Bryson Tucker? Yeah, they're similar players. Uh, go about six eight, six okay. nine. Um, very utility guys who do a lot of different things well. Carter's a super versatile guy. He can play a point forward position. Um, you know, just dynamic score slasher. Get understands um, you know situations and matchups like you know um, like a veteran. Like so, he almost has an NBA game. Uh, same with Bryson. Just understands when he has the. This sounds very uh, remedial, but it's it. You know, the most you know, they like to say the most simple things are the most profound. Um, he understands when uh, it's time to take the guy on the low block. He understands when he has a slower guy, and he exploits matchups. Both of them exploit matchups very well. Uh, Carter Bryant is a guy I'm very high on. Uh, my guy, M. Grads, put me on to him last summer. First, well, last year. First guy to ever talk about Carter Bryant. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> ever. Nobody was talking about him. <clears throat> and I'll never forget he called me and told me all about him. He was like, I'm telling I'm telling you. And so, um, yeah, so he's a guy I've been high on ever since then um, and a guy that um, should flourish at the next level just because of his size and his ability. Let me get some player comps. Let me put you back on the spot. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm sensing Justice Winslow, maybe Mark Mitchell. Yeah. Maybe that's not fair. I want to hear kind of who's coming to mind. Six eight, six nine can do a little bit of everything. And we're talking Duke comps. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can see Justice, Justice, Jason, Tatum. Not they don't shoot as good as Jason. So I can't. You can't really put anybody <laughs> close to Jay Tatum. That's not fair. <laughs> like JJ Redick, and he's six eight and posting everybody up. So, um, yeah, I would say Justice is a good comparison there. Justice is a good comparison. Was, there, so, was there somebody out of Duke, outside of the Duke world, that you thought of uh, quicker? Oh, man. Um, if not, we could stay Duke, and I'd love to hear. Uh, maybe Brandon Miller. Maybe okay. Brandon Miller. There's some, there's some, you know, some similarities there with Carter. Um, I would say that, um, which is high praise because Brandon Miller is the number one and <laughs> on the number one team be yep. clear um so yeah i would say those two those two are those are pretty solid comments love that all right we've got one more to go with a scholarship offer from duke tyler betsy has mm. a uh, scholarship offer to play for the duke blue devils the number 54 player in the country uh it's interesting darren harris is number 53 so those two guys kind of side by side are their games similar at all what can you tell us about Tyler Betsy out of Windsor, Connecticut. Yeah, they are similar. I mean, Tyler is a guy who stretches the defense too. Like he's he's he was one of the better shooters. I think he played for the Wrens this past summer. Um, but uh, that was Filipowski's team, correct? I think Filipowski had yeah. some. Okay. <laughs> yes, but a guy who definitely, um, you know, at his side. But he, you know, he slashes, gets to the rim too. 
um, plays very well in transition and a guy who gets after it on the defensive end. But, you know, he was one of the better uh, long ball guys in the EYBL this past summer. So um, that's the thing that would stick out. But he gets to the cup. You know, he can get to the cup, um, gets by his man from the perimeter. So he can play like a 2-3. And, um, you know, he almost has an NBA game too because he knows how to post up, shoots a lot of fades, one-two dribble pull-ups, a lot of different combos and counters. So um, highly skilled guy, highly skilled guy, Tyler. Jason Jordan is Locks On Recruiting Insider, and he's joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils right now. So uh, players that have scholarship offers from John Shire and company in the class of 2024, Trey Johnson, Dylan Harper, Nas Cunningham, Bryson Tucker, Carter Bryant, and Tyler Betsy. I give you those six names. If you were to give me the two or three Duke fans should feel most confident about, I feel like the easy answer is to say the guys that already have them listed as a finalist in the final five. But again, no predictions here. Just who right, should they right. feel the most yeah. optimistic about, Jason? Um, I, I would, you know, I, Dylan Harper, I would feel pretty good about that. And that's a big that's great. one. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That may be the biggest one. Um, I, well, I shouldn't say that because, you know, I feel like there's still in contention for a lot of them. But I would say Dylan Harper, um, I know they're very strong with, I think they're very strong with Tyler Betsy. Um, and then it just, you know, we got to see with, uh, you know, because if they, they're not, you know, I, I'm trying to see how Trey Johnson's going to feel with Dylan Harper there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then what's it going to look like? Because there is a log jam with, with of talented, dynamic scoring guards at Duke by the time they get to campus. Or will that will there be? You know, because um, the reality is Duke's not, Duke's going to have some players next year that they weren't, air quote, supposed to have. And we all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Duke people know this, know what I'm talking about um, next year. So we'll have to see. Um, but I would say those two, at this moment in time, I would say the Duke should feel good about their standing there. I love that. That's awesome. And we'll see again what the recruiting class looks like uh, once you factor in players returning for next year's roster yeah. and that sort of thing. So as we wind down, uh, it's been an eventful week for these Duke freshmen. Uh, we saw the foul at the end of the Virginia game with Filipowski involved. It did not score at all in that right. contest and then bounced back against Notre Dame with the casual 22 points on 9 of 16 shooting from the floor. Uh, Mark Mitchell hits a big-time three to seal the game at the end of it. Derek Lively is getting more and more comfortable. Tyrese Proctor all of a sudden is playing the most minutes out of anybody on the squad. Uh, and then Derek Whitehead has turned into a three-point marksman on the team. I mean, the freshmen this year, uh, it's been an eventful week for them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It looks like, you know, people always ask me about Duke. What do you think about Duke? And it's like, it's easy to say, oh, Duke's down this year. They got eight losses. The reality is they haven't been at full strength. And, um, you know, it's tough to find that chemistry. But, you know, if they're starting to get healthy and people are starting to come around, uh, Duke could be a team to watch out for headed into March. Um, the thing that I would say that stands out the most about them is they got to put teams away. Um, you know, they could be up 10, 12 points and they, they, they let off the gas and, and that's the mark of a young team. Um, but that's something they're going to have to make adjustments on. John's going to have to get on them uh, to make adjustments in that regard. I think that's why Kay was so quiet sitting <laughs> courtside. That he was like, no, look, let me tell you, let me tell y'all something. You know, I, 
I, I'm just gonna shut up. Let me. I'm just gonna shut up. I'm not gonna have. I'm gonna be stoic. I'm gonna be stoic. <laughs> and I'm not mad at that because I probably would be the same way. <laughs> He's welcome back anytime, right? Like they were talking about. His name is on the court. He yeah, just took yeah, a little yeah. while to uh, make his entrance back at Cameron. Had yeah. to play it cool. Yeah, the only way to play it. That's right. Well, Jason, thanks so much always for chatting with us here. You are, in fact, Locked On's Recruiting Insider, a massive Twitter following. Where can people find uh, find all of your work and maybe some projects you got working on? Yeah, social media right now, definitely where I'm going to have everything coming. So that's the easiest way to find me there. Uh, There you Oh, thank you. You have it right there. And then Jason C. Jordan on Instagram. So definitely check me out. Perfect. We'll talk to you again soon, Jason. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. All right. That's Jason Jordan. He's joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our program today. Thank you for watching and supporting Lockdown Blue Devils each and every day. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and our podcast platform as well. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.